The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So greetings, and today is the fourth day of the five-part series on refuge, and it's uh, probably the central religious emotion that uh, classically Buddhists engage in. It's also a classic kind of a ritual or movement of commitment, of involvement, expressing the deep trust and faith that Buddhists have. In fact, sometimes uh, your person is defined as a Buddhist when they've gone for refuge. There's no one who can say who and who is not a Buddhist, so everyone's welcome to self-identify as they wish. And uh, I know people who have been dedicated Buddhist practitioners and students for decades, really, who do not call themselves Buddhist, and happily so. And I've known people who, the first time they hear Buddhist teachings, say, I'm a Buddhist, this is it. So it's not that important whether you're a Buddhist or not, but there is this kind of emphasize the importance of refuge for many. The idea is the refuge is what kind of makes a person a Buddhist in a kind of formal way, maybe. And um, and as I've been saying here these days, the Buddha actually didn't really encourage people to go for refuge in the Buddha Dharma Sangha. Uh, he really emphasized when he emphasized refuge, it was finding a refuge within. And one of the passages that I read maybe yesterday that I would like to read again, the Buddha said, I will teach you the refuge and the path leading to the refuge. And, um, and what is refuge? So here's a very clear definition of what the Buddha wanted to define as the refuge. It is a triple refuge, and uh, maybe not coincidentally. And... Uh, uh, the refuge, he says, is the destruction of greed, the destruction of hatred, and the destruction of delusion. This, the Buddha said, is called the refuge. And that's powerful language, talking about the destruction of these things. It means really they're uprooted, the possibility of really being finished with them once and for all. And this is kind of like the great kind of um, potential that Buddhism champions, emphasizes, celebrates, that we don't have to accommodate greed, hate, and delusion. We don't have to just only learn to be wise with it, to navigate with it, be mindful of it so we don't give into it. It's possible to somehow get down to the roots of where it kind of lives dormantly and pull those out, is the classic metaphor. And here in this language, to destroy even well short of that, to have some qualitative experience of real peace, a real absence of clinging, absence of greed, hatred, and delusion, that really experience the heart that way without it, and to have recognized, oh, this is possible. And for some people, uh, in the course of their ordinary everyday life, it's kind of rare to really feel the full potential for a deep abiding peace or openness or sense of deep uh, connectedness and intimacy and and closeness, um, which in the Buddhism, we over and over again, 
defined by an absence, the absence of greed, hate, and delusion. And um, the, um, it, it's not just, it's, it's difficult for many people in daily life to really have a deep, fully embodied, fully integrated experience of this. For some people, it's uh, going on meditation retreats or regular meditation that really opens that possibility. For some people, it's going into nature or being at the beach for the day or or sometimes it's a certain relationships we're close to and it feels like those, in those relationships something very deep can happen and let go of, be let, something can let go. And um, so if, the, if that letting go is the refuge, the, uh, the ref, what it refuge here means is we trust that. We trust that place where we don't cling. And short of destroying greed, hate, and delusion, they will come back. Clinging will come back. We'll get caught up and contracted and resistant and angry. We'll, we'll com- we will complain and, and or resist or cower away. And, um, but to this idea of refuge, it's like where our faith is, where, what we trust our lives with, we trust more than almost anything else um, this place of tremendous goodness, this pr- freedom of peace. And it, people might easily question, well, you c- that can't be that good. It's dangerous out there in the world. And we have to take care of ourselves and just trusting being peaceful and not clinging is, you know, not good enough. But it, it, you can turn this over around and that is uh, to really appreciate, to understand, because we know peace, to really see very clearly that getting caught up in hostility and resentments and regrets is not a good deal. That getting caught up in resentment and hostility is a kind of way of harming ourselves, is a loss, is a diminishment of who we are. That is where danger is. It's dangerous to be caught in those things to be caught in clinging or greed or lust, to actually feel how we lose the peace and the calm and the subtleness or the openness, or as we lose this place where there's no greed, hate, and delusion, because of greed, we very clearly feel that what's precious, what's valuable is lost. Something profound and wonderful is lost in the process of getting clinging and greedy and it feels that this is not worth it this is this is a loss this is also kind of harming for myself this is a diminishment of myself I'm no longer whole integrated now I'm becoming fragmented around this kind of tightness and preoccupation with something same thing with delusion uh, it's possible it's a little bit it can be hard and maybe even hard to imagine but it's possible to watch delusion arise, watch, watch judgment, bias, prejudice arise, and see how that diminishes ourselves. See how that's a loss. That to treat someone or relate to someone through the filter of prejudice, it's awful for them. And it's also awful, awful for us. It's a loss. So to have this visceral um, experience within of absence of greed, hate, and delusion, 
and then say, this is where I want to live from. Because to not live from there is a loss, is a harm, is, um, is not really worth it. Maybe living without greed and delusion is not the full story of a satisfied life, but it certainly is a pretty wonderful beginning for if you have some other ideas of what's important for your life. But whatever is important for you to do in your life that is not directly tied to the absence of greed, hate, and delusion, don't pick up greed, hatred, and delusion to accomplish those other things. The baseline is to find a way of living where we really have faith, trust, confidence in that place of freedom. So refuge in Buddhism makes the most sense. It's not a logical, you know, it doesn't have to be a logical thing. It doesn't have to rely on reason to get you there. But as we practice or as we have a really deep experience of the possibility of peace or freedom, inner freedom, then refuge makes sense. Then refuge can be, this is what I have faith in. This is what I trust. And then the work begins because it's not that easy to stay that way. Unless greed, head, and delusion have been destroyed totally, all these things will return and then the arguments will begin and then the struggles and the, and the questioning, What's, what do I need to do here? Uh, maybe I'm, the idea that I'm, I'm supposed to be angry, I have to be angry, other people want me to be angry, I'm supposed to be upset. Um, uh, all these kinds of movements and judgments and ideas of how we're supposed to be, that's different than the absence of greed, hate, and delusion. The other ways of being that um, there's authority from society and family that we have to sometimes have to want and be greedy or be angry or be even deluded. And, uh, and so do we succumb to that? Do we give in to that? And we can feel we have refuge, we trust the place of freedom. But, but you know, what about this circumstances? What about here? And that's where the practice is, up right on that line between where the freedom is and where there's tendencies to lose that freedom. That is a fascinating place of practice, a really important place of practice. And if a person has clearly, decisively gone for refuge, meaning they've decisively decided to orient their lives from that place where there's, or the potential to be without greed, hate, and delusion, uh, then it gives uh, the context of practice a very powerful momentum and very powerful direction and guide. And uh, it's a wonderful life. And my hope is that the ability to really figure, learn how to navigate their life without greed, hate, and delusion, to navigate the life without clinging, will also enable us to live with great motivation to live courageously. And so we don't complain, but we might protest. And allow us, when we should protest against social injustice, for example, that because we have refuge, we're able to do it without fear. We're able to do it with courage. 
And um, so this idea of refuge is not a passivity. It's only passive in the sense that there's no greed, hate, and delusion. It's not passive in terms of living from our compassion, our care, our kindness, our generosity, and our wisdom. I hope that this refuge can, um, I hope that this refuge can give you lots of peace and allow you to go through the world in a relaxed way, in a peaceful way, and make the world a better place. Thank you.